Since 1897, the Byers Auto family of dealerships has been serving Central Ohio's transportation needs. When we first opened our doors, our vehicles were fueled by oats and hay, required saddles, not seatbelts, and had shoes instead of tires. Over the years, we've gone from horses to horsepower. Today, we have 14 brands, eight convenient locations, and over 3,000 vehicles in stock. And it's all on one website, buyersauto.com. So when you're in the market for your next vehicle, remember, buy your auto from Buyers Auto. Welcome to OSSB Inside and Out, a podcast about staff member and alumni experiences at the Ohio State School for the Blind. Each week, we interview someone from the Ohio State School for the Blind about their experiences. Now here's your host, Brendan Hamblin. Welcome back to another episode of the OSSB Inside and Out podcast. Today, I've got one of my former technology teachers, from the Ohio State School for the Blind, Mr. Dan Kelly. How are you doing today, Mr. Kelly? I'm doing great, Brendan. Thanks for having me on your show. And a former band teacher. That too. Of yours. <laughs> that too. You did, or you did, um, you directed marching band for how many years? Uh, 2006 to 2012. So six years. You right. had your extent, which isn't bad. <laughs> no, it's, oh, it was a great time. It was a wonderful experience. Uh, sculpting the sound of the band and working with a great team of people and a lot of great kids and wonderful musicians. Uh, it, was, uh, it was definitely, definitely have some memorable experiences from working with the band. One of those being the 2010 Pasad- or Rose Parade. <laughs> right. In Pasadena. Yep, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, that trip. Um, was just was a sensational trip from beginning to end. And then... So we, the, le- we, we left Columbus when it was freezing cold and got out to California where it was in the 70s and had a great time out there and came back and it was in, back into the single digits when we got off the plane so yeah, I mean it was it was a good time. I would say so. And then the following year for 2011, we went out to Seattle, Washington, and right half of us had yeah. an interesting trip getting to Seattle, <laughs> to say the least. Right. Well, it was um, it was one of those things that just you know it's freaks of nature they never happen and and. Well, that time it did. I, that was the trip where I decided I was going to wear suits all week long in, uh, for my everyday wear. Right. And uh, so I just packed everything in a suit bag and threw it on a plane, and we flew through Las Vegas. Never rains in Las Vegas. Well, it that was a day deluge. A <laughs> deluge that lasted about two hours, maybe two and a half, and Everything just got soaking wet. We we lost some luggage and had to get things cleaned up. And I will say, the hotel we stayed at they were they were great. They uh, were able to get a lot of that stuff sent to their laundry service and and uh, came out pretty good. Was able to wear that and represent OSSB well. <laughs> but yeah, it was a wonderful trip. Wonderful both those trips. Right. We also went to Michigan uh, that year. That was Richmond, Michigan, if I remember right. What's that now? That was Richmond, Michigan, if I remember right. That that's correct. (laughs) Richmond, Michigan. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was great. You know, it's uh, just being being involved with a bunch of people um, that were doing little things and making big differences, and uh, it's good people doing good things. And uh, it was really great to uh, to you know watch musicians grow and develop, and things that they were able to say through their instrument, and uh, be able to you know transcribe that into other areas of their growth and development as they were coming up as a student. So, right, it, it was some really good stuff. Now you started working at OSSB. What year? 
Well, I came to OSSB in 97. I started that fall as a substitute teacher. So I was going in, in and out of all the classrooms here for a couple of months. Nothing wrong with October. that. Yeah, October, I believe. And uh, the math class was the, was the first classroom that I subbed in. That was my first day. And uh, then it's all history from there. And I came on in February of 1998 full-time teaching Braille and teaching technology. So we were doing all the old Braille and Speaks and Open Book and JAWS. And I'm trying to think if we had Zoom text back then or if we were using something else. Right. But we were using JAWS, we were using JAWS for DOS for typing on the typing programs. And uh, we had Windows 95 and running JAWS 3.2, I believe it was. And now they're on version 20. Well, that's a that's a big old throwback to Windows ninety five, and we're on Windows right. ten now. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So uh, my room was upstairs. It was the old typing room. Miss Picard and I shared a classroom right above the gym, and uh, walk in there, and they had these big dividers up between the tables, so each workstation was set up like a cubicle. Uh-huh. And uh, we did a lot of. Uh, large print uh, typing. We did a lot of uh, translation of Braille into print, print into Braille, that kind of thing. Um, so basically what Braille production does now. Yeah, yeah. To an extent. And, uh, I had a few classes that, you know, they, they were robust enough in their skills that we got out in the community and, and uh, talked to restaurants and asking them if they would like a Braille menu and and they'd say, sure. And I'd say, well, just, you know, give me enough money for a box of paper. Right. And uh, we'll make it happen. And, you know, I'd make a project out of it with the kids. And, you know, I'd have, you know, somebody reading the menu and somebody typing the menu and or we'd scan the menu, whatever. Just right. on what we were doing. And uh, we'd emboss the, the Braille menus, make the large print menus and, Somebody would collate and put them together. Somebody would put labels on things and, you know, tried to fit everyone in in that niche wherever possible. So, right. Yeah. I mean, it was there were some great projects back then doing that kind of stuff. And you've done sports. I think you've had your fair share in helping out with all well, sorts of sports. Right. One thing about working here at OSSB is that you know, it's it's very fortunate for me that I've been able to have a ton of great experiences doing a ton of things. Um, I started helping Jeff Shaw with wrestling in 98. And, uh, you know, that, that was going very well. And in 2004, we started looking at goalball and getting involved in that. And I was um, able to be part of the group that, set up goalball as an NCASB sport in 2005. So, um, you know, we had to look at all the rules and see which we wanted to adopt from USABA and, you know, what we wanted to make our own NCASB rules and that sort of thing. Um, so it was great to be part of that. Uh, you should go to a lot of those athletic directors meetings and, and get that done. Um, get the uh, NCASB website started, which I don't know. I don't think it's, going now but uh, that's where we try to keep everybody's stats updated and the results of the meets updated and things like that right but um yeah you know and also i used to take kids to close up over in washington dc i did that for about five six seven years maybe um that was always a good time going over there uh going through the airports and flying and traveling around washington on the on the subway and showing the kids how to navigate that and, you know, if you get lost, how to solicit aid and that sort of thing. So, right. um, yeah, it was good. You know, it's a good time doing that. And I coached forensics for a while too, um, which I really enjoyed that, man. I, you know, I love finding those kids that really could read fluently and fast and put them in a prose category and finding the kids that were great at impromptu speaking and getting them matched up in that category and, you know, finding the kids that can memorize anything right? and, you know, having them do the four or eight minute speeches where they had to memorize the whole thing. So 
um, just like I said, just a lot of incredible experiences with, with a, a lot of incredible people um, has really, you know, shaped my teaching career here. And it's just been very valuable over the years. So I've been here uh, my 23rd year at this point. And still going strong. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, going strong, doing different things now. And, um, Technologies. You know, my kids came along and I, I stepped away from band because, you know, it was a huge time commitment. And right. uh, my kids are a huge time commitment as well. And, you know, I'm going to. It'll be there for your. Gotta be there for your youngins. So, yep. um, the band program is going strong. You know, as you know. Um, yep, I I'm know. Also, I'm, yeah, I've also stepped away from coaching as well. I still get over in the gym and help out a day or two a week. You know, if I'm needed, and right. um, doing a lot of things with technology now. We're, uh, we're starting a new uh, technology initiative this year where it's a one-to-one technology solution for all of our kids, K-12. They're going to be using some type of technology solution. So we're going to start that off as, with an iPad as a foundational device. Right. And for some kids, that may be their only device, but some kids need a lot more than that. Um, so they may also have a laptop and a note taker um, or you know a Braille display or you know, some sort of switch uh, to use as, uh, use their iPad as an augmentative communication device. So we're very excited about that. We started planting this um, beginning of this year into last year, and we're going to start rolling it out in the spring. Uh, so even staff is going to get new technology as well. Cool. And, uh, so we're going to, yeah, we're going to start that at the uh, end of the first week in March, with staff getting their stuff first. So they're comfortable using that, and um, once they're once they're comfortable, we're going to start rolling out new technology for the students, probably in April, and kind of do a pilot run from April to the end of the year and see what's working well and what what's needs to not, improve, right? And and go from there. Well, it sounds like OSSB's keeping in the 21st century. <laughs> Absolutely. So to say. They, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. They are keeping in the 21st century. And, uh, you know, we're getting away from how we used to do things in terms of, you know, you save everything on the old curriculum drive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now we're getting into cloud-based services like, you know, Google Classroom and, um, you know, Office 365 and OneDrive and Dropbox and, and that sort of thing. So right. we're plenty excited about that because these are skills that we need when we leave OSSB and go out in the, in the workforce. So right. Exactly. We'll be able to go out there and, uh, you know, and have those skills to navigate those different types of environments and solve those problems that you're faced with, you know, the challenges that you get, um, in, you know, using 21st century technology. So, right. uh, so very, very exciting stuff. Um, after school, um, activities have, definitely um, been on the increase for the last two or three years. There's a gazillion clubs that kids can get involved in now. Um, anything I've heard about from, that. Yeah, anything from knitting to golfing to we're at a podcast club. We're doing a Braille production, not Braille production, uh, Braille challenge, after school Braille challenge club. There's a cooking club. Um, there's just a ton of things. Uh, there's like... 20-something different clubs wow. that are going on all year long. They, they go from, you know, 345 until, you know, 8, eight o'clock at night. So, and I mean, you know, it's very... And I mean, the school's got the space for them, so why not oh, yeah. put them to use yeah. or put those yeah, spare there's rooms a lot, there's to a use? Lot of space. Especially there's since we only use part of the old or original building. So, yeah. hey, go ahead and pause that one second. I'm gonna get my class going here. Will do. And uh, uh, okay, yeah. So yeah, there, there's it's uh, there's quite a lot going on up here um, at this point, and uh, still you know still growing. You know, I think of uh, when I think of any organization or school or 
company. You know, I, I'd rather it be like a river than a lake, you know? <laughs> right. It's like when, when you're in a river, the water is constantly moving and flowing. And, you know, with that, you know, it's going to bring you new things. And it's also going to sweep some old things down the stream, right? Right. Exactly. And, uh, it, you know, and some of the old things are strong enough to, you know, get with, an anchor, you know, right. it, they're going to stay. And uh, some of the things that are just kind of flotsam and jetsam, they're going to go away on down downstream. So right. uh, that's kind of, that's kind of think that's where we are right now. So what are you doing besides teaching at OSSB? Keeping well, busy uh, with your kids and <laughs> whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of whatnot. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, um, you know, first and foremost, I'm a dad. I got a 13-year-old and a going-on 10-year-old, two boys, and uh, we do a lot of things together. We camp and do a lot of outdoor activities. This past weekend, we went on a ski trip to uh, Pennsylvania and New York, and that was a really good time. My oldest really loves to snowboard, and my youngest um, is skiing now. <laughs> and loving it and um doing some things with the scouts and you know involved in that and uh other than that i work a lot you know i got you know when you when you want to do a lot of things and you have a lot of things it costs money to do that so right if you're going to spend money you got to make money so <laughs> exactly currently i'm i'm working probably five jobs right now so I work here at OSSB, and then I teach a class at Ohio State, and I do private contract work for a couple of different agencies in the state for OOB and the I Can Connect program, and I teach a class for Shawnee State. So I stay pretty busy. I usually work about, I'd say, anywhere between 65 and 80 hours a week. Um, you know, and I love what I do because um, – Everything that I do, I'm helping somebody in some grow. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's because most of what I do is, is, you know, teach people how to use technology, uh, teach them how to use that iPad with voiceover or that computer with JAWS or, you know, the iPhone with a braille display. Right. And, you know, uh, some of my clients are, are deaf blind and, you know, they um, are learning how to text and, you know, they're communicating with people and, in different ways, and it's really neat uh, to have that experience and to be able to contribute to helping them, you know, grow in that way. And and I learn a lot about teaching uh, through working with all you know all types of different people. And that's those are experiences that I can bring back here, you know, to, to help here at OSSB and incorporate uh, share with, the with students. my colleagues. Right? Yeah, share with my colleagues and my students and. And, uh, you know, and we all just kind of grow together. Right. So, but, uh, yeah. Since, I forget where I was going to go with this. <laughs> hate when that uh, happens. You'll, you'll um, find it. <laughs> yeah, you'll, I know. You'll find it. It'll, it'll come. Um, yeah. Technology, or, yeah, technology has advanced so much since you were talking back in 98 and 97 when you first started it's right. amazing right. what it we has. can do now between yeah. as opposed to what we could almost well 20 years ago basically yeah i mean yeah i mean you can you can incorporate technology in just about all aspects of your life and i don't think technology by itself is the answer by any means you know right um I've been quoted uh, saying in maybe not so appropriate moments that, you know, good tools don't make you a good carpenter. And But there's a lot of truth in that. You know, if you give yes, somebody, you know, all the tools they need to build a cabinet, they're not going to be some kind of, you know, great cabinet maker, you know. Right. You've got to develop the skills to use those tools. And just like with technology, technology, all technology is a tool. Right? Exactly. And you got to have you got to have the skills to use those tools, and you got to have critical thinking going on, and you got to have problem solving going on, and you know you got to be able to figure stuff out to get things done. 
But, you know, and, and that's, you know, how our teaching has changed. You know, we're not open up the book and write down these words and learn what they mean and be able to regurgitate definitions. Now we're, we're looking at, okay, you know, you have all these facts or you've got all these definitions now. What can we do with them? How can we present them in new meaningful ways? And how can we make new meaningful problem-solving critical thinking connections? Right. You know, that's kind of where we are now because since technology has evolved and has advanced so much that, you know, I always tell people, you know, it's so easy to be a person with a visual impairment or somebody that's blind now than it was 15, 20 years ago, you know. Um, I'd agree with that, you're not yeah. Limited, yeah, you're not limited by transportation. You know, you got Uber and Lyft. You've got your public transportation where you can look up when that next bus runs or you can reserve that curb-to-curb transit service, you know, using your technology. Right. You're not limited on when you have to go to the grocery store. You know, you can, like all the time, I use Quick List from Kroger. I live very close to a Kroger, so I can order my stuff online and say, okay, I want it to be ready between 7 and 8 p.m., and, you know, I can just swing by there and pick that up on my way home, right. you know, or order things from Amazon or Walmart or wherever, you know. Right. Most so, most of the yeah. shopping is done online anymore. Most of the small, locally owned businesses, unfortunately, are have gone belly up. Yeah, and that's that is the drawback to that. Um, you know, to to this sort of you know our whole society going for the convenience right. factor is that a lot of smaller businesses are getting eaten alive by that. And there's still a few around. There's a there's a hardware store that I go to in, in Clintonville on a regular basis because, you know, if I need a little hinge for, you know, a cabinet door, I, I know I can find it there. If I need a, a roller for a screen or whatever, I can find it right. at the hardware store. But, you know, for everyday stuff, I'm like everybody else. I'm going to get online and, you know, there's I order stuff from box.com because I've got, you know, my boys are growing and eating like crazy, so I need to buy things in bulk. And, right. You know, they just deliver it right to your front porch, and, you know, it, it works out great for me. Um, and, you know, the, the Uber and the Lyft, I absolutely love it. I started using them in 2014 when they came to Columbus. And, uh, uh-huh. It's such a it's such a time saver, such a time saver. And, you know, that stuff costs money. You know? Right. Not as expensive as taxi cabs or anything like that, but it still costs money. So, you know, if you're going to spend that kind of money and you want to live that kind of that kind of life where you have those conveniences, you've got to get out there and you got to get out there and work. You know, you exactly. Get out there and, and and make the money uh, and you know have it before you spend it. Um, you know, I use technology to to manage my house. You know, I pay all my bills online. I get all of my bills by email, uh, no paper. Right. Um, I use, you know, I can use my bank to write somebody a check, you know, do that through yep. an app or do it online and, you know, just make sure everything's secure, and, you know, uh, go with it. Um, but yeah, I, I love the advancements that we've made in technology as far as just the things you can do and also, you know, the things you can teach, um, Exactly. You know, I've got a kid that, I mean, you know, I got I got a kid that that uh, has some significant uh, reading disabilities and writing disabilities. You know, as a result of having a reading disability, so you know he, he can use the dictation function on the iPad with notes and you know generate lists of things that he wants to write down for other people and you know be able to share that with them. And um, you know, you got voice control that you can use now. And, um, to, to control your iPad and, and things like that. So there's just a number of things as far as teaching and learning goes where um, technology has just been monstrously beneficial in terms of, of helping out our kids. Um, yes, it has. And technology's even made it so radio stations, having worked from experience <laughs> for the past well, it was almost three years up until they let us go, some of us go. Um, but I saw the advancement of us part-time board ops being in running, say, Indians games. 
to us not coming in to run Indians games or OSU games or Bengals games right. or what have you. It all runs right. itself. Everything's yeah, it's done with that on the computer. It's done with a program. Yep, um, exactly. So you have to, you have to, you you know, you have to step up and learn how to run the computer programs or program the computers right. to make it happen. Right. I mean, you have to find yourself a new niche. Exactly. That's the thing. I mean, you know, most of the, most of the jobs we have now, you know, they everything is evolving and everything is changing, and that's why I say. You know, look at things as like a river versus a lake. Right. You know, there's there's no time to be stagnant. You know. Uh, right. Everything's changing. Yeah. Right, and you gotta you gotta keep keep with the changes and keep flowing with the changes. Um, and uh, you know, which will help you maintain some job stability and and you know, it's all about that problem solving and critical thinking piece. Exactly. And I know OSSB is working on updating the history book for... Yeah, Yeah, we are working on that, updating it from uh, 1997 to the present. Um, This will be like the third edition of the history book that's coming out. And uh, we started this project at the beginning of the year, right? And it's not—it's not, it's not going to just be a straight-up book. It's going to be a compilation and a work of art, so to speak. Um, we have somebody from the Ohio Arts Council working with us. Her name is Claudia Redder, and um, very creative artist. Um, and so we're taking her input, and we are doing a lot of research and talking with a lot of alumni and right. have our album in the uh, Hall State School for the Blind Facebook page where people can get in there and post photos and get in there and kind of tell their story and share their memories about um, their time here at OSSB. And all that stuff, we want to make it a part of this of this presentation, you know, this historical presentation of, of the school. Right. Uh, that we're putting together. And we're going to have public exhibits of this. I know we're going to do it at the State House and a couple of other places. There's one of the libraries we're going to set up at as well. I don't, I don't remember which one off the top of my head. But it's been exciting to do that. Um, you know, I've got, uh, I've got a lot of those recordings that uh, Rock Basil has put together. He took a lot of the old reel-to-reels um, yeah. that were recorded, you know, from the 60s. 50s and 60s and 70s, even up to, uh, I think, 1981, 82. Yeah, I think it's and, uh, up through with the yeah, early digitized 80s. those. Right. And uh, so we're going to include some of that. And uh, we have a pretty rich history of jazz here um, at the school, which is kind of neat. You know, we know we got Rasan Roland Kirk. Right. There was a number of guys that were playing some, some great jazz in the mid-50s and 60s that you know, we put together these combos, and they could really, they could really tear it up. They, they sounded great. And then a lot of that history can come from the OSSB history book that's from 1837 to 1997. So it can, it can. But I tell you, the way the book is written, um, I'm not trying to take anything away from the book at all. Right. It's, it's great it, that it's there, but it's it's a hard read. You yeah. Know? Um, it's like you know one of these things you know, that evolve and change. I mean, you know, we don't we don't write like that anymore, and we don't read like that anymore. And um, and I think you're right. It's you know taking some things out of that book and and relaying it in a, in a more modern perspective, right? Um, is is something that will be part of this as well. But the focus will be primarily um, what's been going on here in the last you know, 25 years where the last one left off. Right. And there has been a lot that has changed for, between then and now, as going from right. the school building that that book ended with to the school building that we're, that we're all in now, so right. to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and uh, that, that whole, yeah, right. You know, and, uh, you know, that's, 
you know, you got to have that kind of change. Right. Um, you don't, you can't stay, you can't stay in a bubble. <laughs> right. You can't, stay, you can't stay locked into a box forever. Even if um, some days you just want to, but you can't. Right, right. But, uh, Doesn't work yeah, like that. You know, it's, yeah, I mean, you know, life is about growing. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're not growing, you're not living. Part of growing is, is changing. And, right. You know, this, uh, you know, a lot of people have different views on the new building and, you know, whatnot. And of course, it's not the old building. Right. right. It's not the one we all remember. But, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, this old building wasn't the building that the folks who graduated in 1952 remember, you know. Right. Exactly. So when, you think of, when you think about it in that context, then, you know makes it i guess more bearable for some people i would think i don't know but uh you know it's this building i love this building in terms of you know my computer room has a ton of electrical outlets where my old one didn't right that makes things a lot easier for me to get people connected you know exactly we have you know we have a wi-fi that uh you know is pretty strong in in this building and it's kind of spotty in the old building so uh, right you know as i remember uh, yeah, everything has pros and cons to it. And, um, so, overall, OSSB is a family environment first. Well, it's kind of tied with education, but you walk into OSSB and you get an overall family vibe from everybody. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean... You know, part of it is is that uh, we're a small, tight-knit community, and um, due to the nature of being a small, tight-knit community, you, you work very closely with people day in and day out, you know, staff and students alike. And, right. Um, you know, and if you're worth your salt in any job, you know, you care about the job that you're doing, and as part of that, you care about the people that you're working with or who you're working for. And uh, that makes you want to do your job even better than what you do. Exactly. You know? um, but yeah, I mean, it is. It is. It does have a family um, atmosphere. Most residential schools, like ours, they, you know, I would say the majority of them do have that same type of vibe. Um, you know, people working close together, people helping each other out, and you know, um, it is it's, uh, can be very encouraging and. Um, you know, you want people to to put their best foot forward, and you know, uh, keep doing keep doing their best because you know the happier that people are, the, the better off it's going to be for you know the kids we're working with because um, you know uh, we're working for them. Right. Know? We are working for them, and we want our kids to leave here. Uh, to be successful. We want them to be, you know, employed in some way, shape, or form. Um, If college is for them, that's great. That's what they need to do. If, you know, going out of here and getting a job right after school or going to some sort of trade school is up their alley, that's, you know, that's what we want for them. Right. And Um, then, you know, my thing is that, I, you know, I want each of my students to, realize what their potential is exactly and once, it, once you do that you put another rung on the ladder right because, you know like i said part of living's growing and part of growing is you're always reaching you're always putting another rung up on that ladder something to reach for um right you know staying staying a little hungry right that's how you're <laughs> successful right exactly uh, right so absolutely definitely definitely a family vibe here and then I know when I was approaching my graduation day, I didn't want to leave. Yeah, you were crying. You were crying, carrying on. I remember. <laughs> there were some tears, but <laughs> absolutely, there's a lot of people that do that at graduation. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But uh, right, you you know you um, it's it's like leaving home. You know, it's like leaving home for a lot of folks and. Uh, and you a know, lot of folks, up that, OSSB yeah. is their second home, so that, including yeah, me. For so. some, yeah, for some it might be their first home, you know. Right, exactly. 
Right. And yeah. I know. And I know after I graduated, I went directly to the Ohio Media School for radio and TV broadcast. And uh-huh. I got a job up here at WMRN in Marion right. and worked here for almost three years until they let the part-timers go back in January. So that was, and working here was and still is my dream job, so to say. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and it sounds like you still have a good relationship with them. They they would get in there and record your podcast and and that thing, and that's good. That's good, you know, because, um, you know, the other, the flip side of having all the skills that you need to, you know, to get a job and to have a job and to do a good job is the flip side is networking and having those people skills and knowing it's who you know and right exactly you know, it's networking with those people because that's that's a big part of how you advance from one job to another. Um, yeah, so that's great, man. I think uh, keep that going and. Uh, you know, doing a doing a great job with your podcast too. So, thanks. That's good. Yep. I've been trying to f- think of some other segments to add, but like maybe like a OSSB history or questions from the uh, listeners or what have you. But slowly been working on that. S- still floating around up in my head, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's you know that's. Part of, you know, not letting your show become stagnant where you're, you know, rehashing the same thing with a different person. Right. Changing it up a little. Yeah, changing it up, getting a little spark going. And, you know, we talked about doing the trivia question thing. Right. And And I've got a whole cart wall of sounds or sound bites, so anything from Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets to Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes, so... <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, well, that, that might be apt descriptors for who knows what. <laughs> right. Um, but, but, yeah, it's a you know, podcast is a great way to, you know, reach out and connect a lot of people together. Um, we started the podcast here in... 2017, I want to say. I think the first episode was December, maybe of 2016 or January 2017. Somewhere in guys that. Guys out when, guys, when was, when was the first month that you guys started the podcast? October of 2016. Right, October 2016. It started down in the vocational department, and it was. Um, kind of geared up toward, you know, posting one topic and talking about that topic and um, kind of throwing the conversation ball around, that sort of thing. Right. And then uh, I took it over the next year. Um, and I thought, man, you know, it would be kind of neat to do like an audio newsletter of what is going on here at OSSB showcasing things like the band or athletics or, you know. Or the uh, concerts. The concerts or things the leadership team are doing or projects that teachers are doing in their classes and right. you know, things like that. And I thought, yeah, you know, why don't we do that? And let's do an hour a month. Um, I did an alumni focus because, you know, the goal was for me is to get the community more connected. Right. You know? get the alumni, um, get, you know, piping some information back into the school about what they're doing. And that's a good model for our students to listen to, our current students to listen to as they're coming up. Uh, right, the alumni you know, to listen to. It, yeah, and it's good for the alumni to hear what's going on with, with the school because, you know, it's very easy uh, to make a judgment about – what's going on somewhere when you're not informed, right? Right. If, you don't, if you're not getting the information, um, then it's really easy to say, well, man, that 
you know, gosh, I, there's nothing going on up there. Well, right. of course you would think that because you're not, you're not, you're, you're not in the loop going on. So, right. So podcast is one way to keep people in the loop. And the other part of it is, um, you know, I still have this strong urge to do things with music and, um, you know, because that was my first career choice is to, to be a band director. And, you know, so I love messing with music and composing music and putting it together and taking it apart and that kind of thing. So right. on a podcast, you know, you don't use copyrighted material. So you know, I told the kids, I said, if, if you want music, we're going to have to write our own music. So I think the first podcast I did, we used iPhones and Victor Reader Streams and note takers to make our recordings. Uh-huh. And, um, I used studio recorder on the computer, edited it down, and you know got it published. And since then, you know we've sort of grown. Uh, still use the iPhone. I'm getting some Olympus digital recorders in a in a month or so. Um, but I got a mixing board, and I've got four mics that you know people can come in and and you know talk into the mics, and that's hooked up to a computer now. Right. We're using we're using a a MacBook Pro, which the first computer I had was a Mac Mini from 2008, and it was it was slower than anything. And actually, I had one of my students rebuild it for me and put some extra RAM in there, and get it a little faster. Right. Um, but now I've got a I've got a MacBook Pro, and we're using Logic Pro uh, to do all the all the music stuff and special sound effects and. And we're using GarageBand too. Right. Yeah, we're using GarageBand too a little bit, but uh, yeah, GarageBand. Yeah, we used to use a lot of GarageBand on the iPad and, and iPhone too. Uh, not so much now uh, because it's a lot easier to do it on a computer. It's more accessible. Right. <clears throat> as well, but uh, podcast is growing and it's being listened to. Uh, can't say enough. Um, about how much we appreciate the uh, support that, that we get from not only here in Columbus, but all over the United States and about five or six different countries. And I looked on there, and in Wellington, New Zealand, they have like, you know, somewhere wow. in the neighborhood of 1,500 plays um, from Wellington, New Zealand. And that's phenomenal, you know, to be able to have the things that our kids are doing to be showcased on a global scale. Um, right. You know, it's it's a testament to, uh, you know, uh, just what we're doing. Um, it's worth listening to, and uh, so I appreciate everybody that tunes in to, to our gig every month. And actually, we started another one. We're doing we're doing two podcasts now. Uh, we're doing our regular OSSB podcast, and then we're doing the Podcast Club podcast. So that one has to do with residential life. Um, and things that are going on in the residential program. And that kind of is spearheaded with the After School Podcast Club. Right. And, um, you know, that's which I started doing that uh, this year in, I want to say, October, November. Something I remember, like that. right? I we're, think we're, that... Yeah, we're getting ready to release the third episode next week. So, um, and it's... You know, it brings in folks that normally, I guess I would say that normally wouldn't be doing the podcast or they don't have time to do the podcast. Right. They normally just have, you know, like three or four kids that, that I work with during the school day. So the OSSB podcast kind of, you know, takes care of what's going on during the school day. And then the podcast club, we it's a little, it's a little less formal and we do things like storytelling and We've made commercials, you know, let the kids say, you know, so you come up with an invention and, um, you right. know, we may not make this invention, but you get to do a commercial to, to sell your invention to get people to want to try your invention. So that right. was kind of neat. Kind of um, like a radio spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, we work on interviewing skills. Uh, where the kids will interview each other. Um, I've got a couple of kids that are, you know, they they cover special events or field trips that they're doing in the residential program. Um, so, you know, if you ever if you ever need material for yours, right. more than willing to borrow anything from the stuff that we're that we're putting out because, you know, as far as as far as I can tell, it's you know, 
the thing last month. Uh, you can get if your podcast is well, if you're if you have the, the A lady like a, an Alexa, right? Amazon device, uh, you can now get your your device to tie into podcast services like Apple Podcast or iHeartRadio. I, I right. think iHeartRadio is on there. I'm not sure. Yeah, iHeart's so, on there. You know, yeah, I was listening to the Apple Viz podcast one day, and and uh, guy was on there, and he was talking about, yeah, I'm going to show you how to play the Apple Viz podcast on your on your Amazon device. I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Right. So I listened to it, and I, I set mine up, and I said, yeah, I bet you, you could do that with the OSSB podcast. So sure enough, yeah, I got my Alexa hooked up with Apple Podcasts, and there it goes. It's you know, I said, play the Ohio State School for Line podcast. Boom! Started playing the latest episode, so I was I was happy about that. Right, and I've tried to get my Alexa to play my podcast through iHeart, but I know it's on iHeart, but Alexa apparently can't find it. It'll play it through Apple Podcasts, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Well, as long as you're getting it, I think that's the main thing. Right. You know, what I'm telling people, as long as you're as long as you're getting the content out there, and, um, I could, you know, I, I've thought about it. I could push it out, you know, to multiple platforms. You know, I'm doing Apple Podcast and uh, SoundCloud right now. And you guys are also um, on iHeart. Well, and we're on iHeart now. You guys are so on iHeart up. up until November. The la- last ep- the latest episode on iHeart is November, so. I'm not sure yeah, what the issue is there. There's my three favorite chimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm dismissing a class with my favorite line. It's my three favorite chimes. Cause the <laughs> bell rings three times, and I say, what's your three favorite time, times? And I say, O-U-T. Time to get out. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So we like to, yeah, we like to have fun, man. You know, it's, it makes learning so much easier when you when you're having a good time exactly so and i see my podcast as kind of an extension to your guys's because you guys only interview students and alumni correct correct students alumni and, students staff oh. um this year or this month i'm gonna have uh three guys on from humanware that came out and i've had people on there from Kim's Inc. and some other vendors that we, you know, use for technology right. and that kind of thing. And just talk about what's new with what they're doing. And, um, but yeah, it's mainly our staff, students, and we, you know, I try to do that alumni focus um, in some kind of way every month. Right. And I try to do former stu- staff and alumni too so it's kind of all right. bunched in together two separate podcasts but what are you gonna do um yeah well that's great you know i think you're doing a good job with what you're doing and uh and i'm having fun with it so that's a plus <laughs> and iHeartRadio or wmrn is hosting my podcast for free so how how much better can it get <laughs> that's right yeah yeah it's all about that networking right and I've had my foot in the door here at WMRN for as long as I can remember. Grandpa worked here yeah. from 88 to 06 or 07. So yeah. these guys, those who are left, not very many anyway, um, saw me grow up from a baby to now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good to have that history and uh, that kind of longevity. And, uh, exactly. All right. Well, I think unless there's anything else you'd like to add, I think we will wrap it up. Uh, no, I just no, not really. I don't have anything else to add, but I uh, just want to say thank you for having me on your show. And um, it's different being on the other end of the mic, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> right. But uh, it's always good to to get on and talk about uh, talk about the school, and you know, I've certainly. Had a lot of fortunes here, um, 
you know, at, at my time, and I think I'll have plenty more to come before I leave. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's always a good time to, to you know shoot the breeze about about OSSB and talk about all the great things that's happened here and are continually uh, continuing to happen um, today. So uh, right. yeah, thanks, Brendan, for for having me on and and uh, look forward to hearing many more great episodes from your podcast in the future. Thank you. And I will do OSSB's podcast a favor and put the link to your guys' podcast in the description of this episode. So All right, that's great. If for the listeners who want more OSSB content, check the description of this episode. It'll be down in the description. Yeah, and, I'll do that. Um, yep, I'll add yours as well to, to our show notes. and uh, Just keep spreading the word. Right. And, uh, right, right. That sounds good. So stand by. I'm going to wrap it up, and we can chat for a couple seconds after or what have you. So, All right, sounds good. Until then, well, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching OSSB Inside and Out Podcast. We're the only one that pops up. Um, make sure to follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for coming on this week, Mr. Kelly. It was great chatting with you. Um, and until then, bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week on OSSB Inside and Out. Make sure to follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for OSSB Inside and Out Podcast. Make sure you don't miss any future episodes. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Since 1897, the Byers Auto family of dealerships has been serving Central Ohio's transportation needs. When we first opened our doors, our vehicles were fueled by oats and hay, acquired saddles, not seatbelts, and had shoes instead of tires. Over the years, we've gone from horses to horsepower. Today, we have 14 brands, eight convenient locations, and over 3,000 vehicles in stock. And it's all on one website, buyersauto.com. So when you're in the market for your next vehicle, remember, buy your auto from Buyers Auto.